dive into another fantastic episode of the Made in Chattanooga podcast. This episode with Stratton Tingle, the executive director of Soundcore and local musician Heather Lee, was recorded in December of 2017. Stay tuned. What's up, fans? This is Made in Chattanooga. I am Jesse Hutchison, and if you've been following us for our brief longevity, you'll notice that this is episode number two. So hats off to us and our team for making it this far. We're really excited to bring you another round of stories in terms of what is going on here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, from the uh, both innovator and creator side of things, and talk about um, talk about a few people that we'd love to introduce you to and tell stories through what we're experiencing and bringing VaynerMedia's team down here as well. So two people that I'm really excited to introduce you to today are a good friend of mine, Stratton Tingle. Stratton is the executive director of Soundcore, an economic development initiative local to Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's been focused on really enriching the communities of artists and musicians in this town with the resources and education that they need to take their hobbies into the career zone. Really exciting stories from him. We're going to talk about how he's been working on that and what 2018 has to offer. And then I'm going to introduce you to a creator, a musician, someone who really has taken her hobby into um, into a career here in Tennessee and has turned that into something that she's really pushing here. And that's Heather Lee Holt, otherwise known as Heather Lee, a brilliant indie folk singer from Chattanooga who's been um, really creating a lot of sounds of her own and delivering back to the community in some special ways. So we're going to dive right in. Without further ado, I want to introduce you to Stratton Tingle, the executive director of Soundcore. What's, what's up, Stratton? Up? What's up? What's up? How you hey, doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Really it's appreciate cool. having you here on Made in Chattanooga. And uh, we've talked about this in a few ways. Really want to really dive in to explain who you are, really what brought you to Chattanooga. I think that's an interesting story that we hear from a lot of people. And what you're doing with Soundcore, really what you're, uh, what you're providing to the community and how you're doing that. Cool. Yeah, so Stratton Tingle's my name. I am the executive director of Soundcore, and it's been a long and winding road to get here. Um, I started out in New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, Hurricane Andrew actually sent my family packing. Interesting. Um, and we moved to southeast Missouri, Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And I went to uh, middle school and high school in Cape Girardeau. And uh, graduated. Um, w- always, you know, d- was always kind of a musician, you know, and that really picked up in my high school mm-hmm. days. Um, and decided that I wanted, rather than go to some sort of like music school or music business school, um, I decided I wanted to do film production um, or go to film school so that I could learn how to make my own music videos. Awesome. Um, so that brought me to Chattanooga. Cool. <clears throat> I went and I went to uh, enrolled at Southern Adventist University, which has a really, uh, really good film program, motion picture film program. And, um, you know, continued to do music and got really into filmmaking and uh, had bands and, uh, you know, did the whole, had a lot of fun really in college and lived in, Lived in Zambia for a year while I was while I was in school, which wow. which was highly impactful to you know my life and and my, I still have the hair fr- uh, from that experience, which was 2002. So now we're 15, 16 years into uh, these long locks that I have hanging off my head, which so is pretty wild. For our audio based audience, yeah, Stratton's got dreadlocks that are really really down to your down to your butt, down to your waist. Yeah, they're 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 past my butt. That's what's up. Um, they've been they've been hanging out for a while. Cool. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, that's, that's how I got to Chattanooga. Um, the short of it is that, you know, graduated film school and still had, you know, music as my number one kind of priority for, Mm -hmm. um, popular music to, you know, for career or just to try it, try it out as being a full-time artist. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
to pay the bills had this like <laughs> filmmaking background, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really a great fallback plan for a musician is become a freelance filmmaker. Yeah. Really good decision making there on the uh, stability front. <laughs> um, so as a freelance filmmaker based out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, you uh, often end up uh, traveling quite a bit um, because there's a lot more work outside of town than, than, than in town. Um, unless, you know, you've got some stabil- stable stuff like uh, weddings, for instance, and some other things that can really help pay the rent. Um, but I found myself after a few years um, traveling pretty constantly pl- to places. Um, I, you know, I was experienced in third world and international travel. So um, that I had gone back to Zambia and done some projects. I'd done some projects in Egypt and Israel and Jordan and um, Czech Republic and uh, Ireland and a number of places. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that meant that I wasn't really focused on um, my band back here in Chattanooga and, and really moving that forward. Got so. It. I had to make a change uh, to really get back into focus. Uh, did the day job thing, mm-hmm. um, and was doing. Uh, and the day job thing turned out to be really interesting <clears throat> in my in my sort of professional development because it was with the Chattanooga Chamber of Commerce. Um, so I I got an entry level position because I needed a job. Mm-hmm and uh, did data entry and web content administration for, for the Chattanooga Chamber of Commerce. But that's an organization that, you know, invests highly in, in leadership mm-hmm. and in develop, uh, you know, it, it's, it's the whole company is all about economic development. Certainly. And so that, that ex- you know, there are a lot of opportunities to get involved um, as an employee in, in sort of leadership activities in Chattanooga. And, and I took all those opportunities because awesome. that's just kind of my nature. Cool. <clears throat> and so my daytime life started to de- uh, develop into something where I was attending a lot of community meetings and um, started to get involved on some boards with some nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one of those was uh, Arts Build through yeah. the Holmberg Arts Leadership Institute program. Cool. Um, and went through Leadership Chattanooga and, you know, kind of essentially started going down the path of becoming sort of a business leader or community leader. Um, and while at the same, excuse me, at the same time, um, you know, my nights and weekends were f- fully devoted to music. Um, specifically at the time, it was a band called Prophets and Kings. Cool. Um, we self-released our debut album. It's pretty fairly successful um, self-release debut. Uh, made a, f- a number of key mistakes. Um, one of those big mistakes being that we didn't have any real uh, music industry mentor guiding us okay. um, or anybody really like <clears throat> showing us the direction. And we right. were just using the internet and uh, our like, you know, kind of insane drive to succeed to like make it happen. Got it. And we made some big stuff happen. But... Um, one big failure of us on our debut was not um, not touring while while releasing that album. Interesting. Um, so we had this like we were getting radio play in Italy. We were getting radio. We were getting fan mail from um, the UK, fan mail from Alaska, fan mm-hmm. mail from California, and you know, in hindsight, we probably should have been playing those places right. uh, to further develop those fans and, right. and turn them into you know paying supporters for the next project. Mm-hmm. But we were too focused on, I mean, it's kind of a lot to release an album, um, and uh, we we hadn't set all that up. So basically, after a while, the uh, the band, the project, you know, it was stressful. It, mm-hmm. it sort of fizzled. We had a couple, we had a bandmate with um, some health issues, and and we broke up. And by the time that happened, um, I don't know, I guess six years into my Chattanooga Chamber of Commerce career, um, 
this my day my daytime life and my nighttime life kind of came together. Awesome. And that happened through Soundcore. Um, essentially, there was a movement in Chattanooga to um, a, sort of a demand by the music community to have a better music community, mm-hmm. and um, that got the attention of leadership, local leadership, uh, sp- specifically philanthropic foundations, Lindhurst, Benwood, McKinsey Foundations, and they said. What can we do to make Chattanooga's music scene better? What can we do to like help Chattanooga sort of tag along to this Tennessee brand of being the state of American music? Mm-hmm. And um, I think we have a viable claim to being one of the better music scenes in the state. Yeah. Um, and so how can we sort of like capitalize on that and like wrangle it and, and, and really enhance it? So that's kind of what I was hired to do. Huge. I was hired away and um, started, started Soundcore, which has been, as you know, a uh, pretty wild ride, uh, really fun, and uh, fairly fairly impactful so far. Just We just celebrated our two-year anniversary. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and to you as well. We, for for anybody who doesn't know, Jesse is yeah. actually on my board of directors. I actually do sit, full disclosure, on the board for Soundcore. This is not necessarily a plug for Soundcore, but somebody that we did want to bring to the table to have him tell his story. So yeah, totally. Really happy to have Soundcore. So pat yourself on the back the too. Yeah, and I think that um, and and I think that that's, that's part of the brilliance of what we're looking to tell stories around here from Chattanooga. You you were an artist yourself across film and both music. You began to utilize that to develop a career here. You parlayed that into working with the Chamber of Commerce, whom is um somebody that the somebody that VaynerMedia also works with here locally and enjoys partnership with, and um, I think really began to feel the momentum towards what we see really kind of moving quickly through Chattanooga. Ideas, lighting fires, getting people interested in them, and then groups beginning to work on initiatives. And I think that's where we are today with Soundcore, really trying to make that happen and um, and bring a lot of the benefits and resources that Chattanooga organically has to offer to the right people. So to that point, Stratton, how would you, how would you really describe Soundcore to someone that may not be in Chattanooga but may be a musician or, or someone looking to turn their, their hobby yeah. into a career? So the simple way to put it, you know, the complicated way is economic development in the local music industry. The simple way to put it is we help people who are trying to do business in the music industry to make more money. Great. That's our focus. So, um, you know, we're, we're a small company. I'm the only employee, and um, we're young, two years old now. The low-hanging fruit for us that, that we think that um, in ways in which we can be most effective is really by helping that entrepreneur who is at the pretty base level of, of doing business mm-hmm. to consider their project as a business mm-hmm. if they're not already, mm-hmm. and then take steps towards um, really running their project as a business that is profitable. You know? Fantastic. So, so as a comparing a musician or an artist to somebody who may be creating a product or a software service, and in your own experience with Profits and Kings and releasing your own album, mm-hmm. How do you see that differing? How do you how do you see Soundcore really kind of delivering what that community may need? I think one of the big things that comes up time and time again, especially with artists, is um, really the diversity of revenue streams mm-hmm. that that artists really need to be juggling, mm-hmm. um, especially in today's day and age. You know, um, if you're creating a um, a product, you know, uh, let's say I don't know. If you're creating a product and selling selling a product a, a, as some sort of manufacturer or something, mm-hmm. um, then you know you can kind of have maybe a flagship product, and then you can start to diversify sort of after that with other products or something. Um, but um, 
and maybe and maybe you know it's it's possible that you're thinking of real estate things like mm-hmm. other forms of income such as like real estate mm-hmm. you know or um, I don't know the list kind of goes on and on it's not, not really my specialty but a musician you know the product now that that is made by um, musicians being recorded music is um, really not very profitable right now. Um, So that's almost more of a marketing tool for Mm -hmm. all of the other products you need to be offering. And some of those, some of those offerings include, you know, do include recorded music, licensing that music to film, television, commercials. Mm -hmm. You need to be managing that. Um, You need to be, you know, getting your consumers to buy things that may not be recorded music, things like Mm t-shirts and hats and basically, you know, music industry merchandise. Mm -hmm. You need to be monetizing, getting fans to buy tickets to shows. So you need to be doing a live show and touring and making money that way. Um, You may want to be considering sponsorships or brand alignment with, with brands who might be able to, you know, underwrite, say, like a tour or an album release. Mm-hmm. Um, you may, you know, so kind of the list kind of goes on and on and on and on and on. Surely. And that is kind of like an insane amount of stuff to manage, mm-hmm. um, especially for an artist who first and foremost um, is hoping to, you know, ex- whether express himself or express their experience in the world through through art. Yeah. Um, kind of kind of an insane idea to try to make this a career right now. Mm-hmm. But um, that for those who are like wanting to do it and willing to do it, we exist to try to help them sort of uh, vision those, you know, those mm-hmm. not only revenue streams, but all the other aspects of their business and then offer, you know, resources to help them easily, more easily manage it and, and make connections, you know, like, so a number of people who've, uh, utilized our services are actually artist managers, awesome. you know? So, um, that's really, really helpful. And, um, we offer, you know, we can offer resources to artist managers to help them get their own, you know, business ideas, uh, sort of off the ground and, and, and managed well while they're managing, you know, let's say five or six different artists or projects or whatever. So, um, it's, it definitely takes a community for this, for this to, you know, start to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that is really the focus of what we're what we're really trying to do is is help Chattanooga to more easily identify as being a great music city, which is what we are. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that happens because the music community comes together and helps each other out, works works hard together, um, releases new music, mm-hmm. does cool stuff, you yeah. know that and um, and we you know we're we're here to spur all that growth. I agree. I think a little bit of backstory is is moving with VaynerMedia from New York and Brooklyn to Chattanooga. I think one of those big questions was what is the what's the art community look like here? And I think Stratton and the community that does exist here, we met Nick Lutzko in our previous episode, they're they're rampantly acting to bring energy and really kind of attention to what the art community here in Chattanooga is doing. And I think when you see that kind of coming together through things like Soundcore, it's very important. For those that, that may not have, have deeper context on Soundcore Stratton, can you give us an example of kind of from a programming and resource standpoint what we do provide to allow these these local entrepreneurs yeah, totally. to build their careers? Totally. So we have, I don't know, five five programs. Cool. Uh, we've got a um, quarterly professional development series called Take Note, awesome. where we bring in experts from out of town and we talk about music industry specific topics. So our last one was on music merchandising. We had uh, we featured a few employees from um, now Chattanooga based uh, music merchandising sort of giant co- Color test. Mm-hmm. Um, their uh, clients, their major clients include um, My Morning Jacket and uh, Kansas, and uh, but they've worked with like Radiohead and FKA Twigs and you know big names. They're here in Chattanooga, and they're obviously experts on on you know 
what kind of merch, what kind of, what artists need to be thinking about when they're thinking about merchandise sales. Um, and we also, uh, featured along with that, uh, a, a rapper, for, uh, that's more local Dalton, Georgia, but he's actually sort of regional cash clip. And, you know, this, from his point of view, we're seeing, you know, basically I wanted to get his view on, on, you know, selling your stuff out of the trunk. How does that go? Like he drives down to Georgia with 700 t-shirts and, he drives back up, or not George, he drives down to Florida with 700 t-shirts, stops at a gas station in Panama City Beach or whatever, hawks his t-shirts, everybody gets a song, gets the new single with their t-shirt, and rides back up to Dalton, Georgia with you know a few thousand dollars in his pocket. Um, that is a viable way for an artist to make a living. And so, um, anyway, so th- that's kind of an idea of, of take note. We have an eight-week music industry accelerator program called Craft Masters, where, you know, it's a class of 10 people, and we um, go through pretty standard, you know, business acceleration kind of stuff, but it's very focused on the music industry, obviously. So um, our classmates and Craft Masters include everyone from, obviously, artists to um We've had a uh, publishing company graduate out of the program. We've had a number of artist managers graduate out of the program. We've had um, recording studio operators, event promoters. So this kind of goes on and on of the types of businesses that are graduating out of Craftmasters. And that is really, you know, helping our, our local uh, music industry to take that next step into sort of formalizing their business. Um, we have uh, a really cool program that's probably the most visible public program called Sidewalk Stages, which is a, a street performance initiative. Um, we have 100 performers um, that have uh, joined Sidewalk Stages that are sort of vetted um, as you know, sort of approved street performers in our program. And we activate between 25 to 35 spaces every single weekend from April through October with uh, live local music. So, you know, one of the, if one of our things, if one of our big hopes is to help Chattanooga to much more easily identify as being a great music city, one of the best ways to do that is to bring the music to the people where they're at. And the people are in the streets, so let's bring the music to the streets. Um, and that has been a really effective way of helping helping visitors and locals alike to really identify um, as, uh, well, just meet new meet local musicians that they may not have known about, you know? Um, we've got a really diverse array of, of street musicians that are part of Sidewalk Stages, everything from Jack uh, Crazy Flute Holland, who is a Native American flute player, to Jerry Wallace, who is a didgeridoo player, to Suevo, who is a saxophonist, but also a, a well-known rapper around here, to, you know, um, Matt Downer, who runs the uh, great Southern Old Time Fiddlers Convention. You know, so we're talking about, like, accordions, banjos, fiddles, uh, uh, you know, saxophones. I mean, the uh, pianos, Trez is one of our, he, he Trez does electro funk and he produces live on the streets. Um, it's, it's wild. Like the, the variety of street performers we have. So you're kind of bringing this variety and this, this fabric of Chattanooga that exists, but you're giving a stage literally. That's right. Yeah. And it's important for a, for a musical community to have a vibrant street performance scene. So we've been definitely been building on that. Um, an offshoot of that has been um, a weekly performances at the Children's Hospital through Sidewalk Stages. We call that Song Scripts. Um, and it's basically, you know, getting some of our musicians um, into the Children's Hospital and sort of, sort of giving back to the community that the musicians are paid. Um, but giving back to the community and, and lifting the spirits of, of young people who are um, down and out with various types of illness. And, and really that has been super impactful for both, you know, the, um, 
the patients, the, the staff at Erlanger Children's Hospital and the, the families of the patients, but also for the performers. Like, not a lot of opportunities necessarily to go do that kind of work. Um, and so we've been fortunate to, to be able to sort of, you know, firm up some relationships with, with some of the more major corporations in our town to make really cool projects like that happen. Um, and then we have our online um, local music industry directory, soundcore.org slash directory. Um, and by the way, it, we haven't mentioned it yet, but Soundcore, for those of you who are listening, is uh, spelled like you would spell Marine Corps or AmeriCorps or Peace Corps, and that's Sound C-O-R-P-S. So soundcore.org, soundcorps.org slash directory. You can find um, local providers in the music industry for just about anything you need, whether that's staging and lighting setups to retail to sound recording studios to obviously artists um, and all of the above. Um, So that's been an important way for our community at large to really more easily connect with providers they may need. If you're an event coordinator, for instance, and you need um, a little PA set up and, and, you know, a a performance, a performer for an upcoming, you know, holiday party or whatever it may be, or uh, anniversary celebration, or whatever, then go to Soundcore's directory and, and find your people. If you're not, you know, a lot of people aren't really necessarily that connected to the music scene. So it can be really helpful, especially for event coordinators and people just trying to throw one-off little parties and celebrations to hire a professional, um, which won't necessarily break the bank um, and really enhance, you know, whatever you're trying to do. So, um, and then we've got a we've got a really new program that that we're about to launch that I'm super excited about called the Chattanooga Pitch Sifter, and that is a new local music subscription service where subscribers pay five bucks a month and they get five new local songs every month in their inbox uh, for download. So um, that is and you know that five bucks a month goes toward everything that Soundcore is doing. So all the programs I just talked about. Sound, you know, song scripts at the children's hospital, sidewalk stages, you know, 750 to 800 performances in a year. Um, yeah, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, this is an opportunity for the wider community to to support that and really um, also, but feel val- feel like their support is valued uh, because they get new local music every month in their inbox. Um, so. Those that's what we got going on. It's it's kind of a lot a lot of stuff. Um, we have some re- really dedicated, you know, board of directors that are volunteer-based. Obviously, we're a 501c3 nonprofit, and um, I've got a number of interns that, that work really hard on all this stuff as well. So, definitely couldn't happen with without the without the um, you know s- blood, sweat, and tears of of a lot of really dedicated volunteers in the music community at large. Um, but um, yeah, man, it's going it's going pretty well. It's going wild. That's awesome. So yeah. so yeah. So to, to kind of like. Capture all that. I mean, you're a you're a directory to help professionals find gigs. You're a music distribution project coming out in 2018. You're here. Um, you're an educational resource. You're a networking resource. You're huge. And I think that that's a that's a really good example of of what groups and communities are doing here in Chattanooga, started by ideas like um, like yours, Stratton, and, and the rest of the people that brought everything to the table for Soundcore. Um, to that point, I think it, it would go without doing it justice. I think Stratton's also kind of a tastemaker in the Chattanooga scene as well. And I think through his relationship with Soundcore and um, through his own artistic creations, I mean, he's still a filmmaker, still a musician, still a DJ himself. Um, What else is popping up at Chattanooga? What else should we be on the watch for? Whether it's music or or a scene or events or things like that. 
Well, I think people <clears throat> outside of Chattanooga are probably um, seeing a lot of movement from uh, Chattanooga artist Baby Mother right now. Really? Yeah. Um, I know this is going to be aired a little later than what we're talking about yeah, right yeah, yeah. this second, but just last week, uh, Bjork played a DJ set down in Miami and really? played like three Baby Mother songs back to back, which is freaking huge. So make traction. Oh yeah, I mean she's doing awesome stuff, and Good she, stuff. you know, she's killing it. She's from East Chat, and just you know, um, it is, it is a, uh, yeah. But anyway, Baby Mother's awesome. Good stuff. Um, so check that out. Um, I think that, man, I, you know, there's there's like so much happening mm-hmm. that. Um, it, I really do a disservice to all that's going on by just like picking out a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm excited about. Uh, actually, we got Heather on the show today. I think yeah. she's d- doing like this ridiculous project that's like 25 days of 25 uh, uh, like Christmas songs oh, or nice. holiday songs or yeah. something like that. And it's like a video a day, and like that's an extremely ambitious project. Right. I know I collaborated collaborated with her on one and. Um, you know, she hit me up a few weeks beforehand and it's like, you're about to do 25 videos in 25 days and 25 songs with all these collaborations. Like that's absolutely insane. Job, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. And, and holding down like all the other awesome stuff she does. So yeah. that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you see sort of like that kind of energy of, Hey, I've got an idea. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, really like sort of kind of infusing our music scene with, with, uh, really good vibes, I guess. I think that what we're doing right now, we're in the we're in the Chattanooga, we're in the downtown public library, sure. yeah. and we're doing this podcast from a very professional recording studio yes. at the downtown public library, yes. which is crazy. Yeah. Like um, this facility is state of the art, mm-hmm. and I don't know. And, and to access it, you need a library card, right. which is a which is you free. Know, exactly. Yeah. So like, um, so that is really cool. You need to be on the lookout. Uh, like watching out for what the Chattanooga Downtown Public Library is doing mm-hmm. with, with um, their sound recording studio cool. we're in right now. So I don't know. The, I can go. I could keep going. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you really want me to, but beautiful, beautiful. Well, stay on the lookout. Keep on the lookout for what Soundcore is doing. Like Stratton said, sound c o r p s dot org. Check out our directory if you're local to Chattanooga. For uh, for any professional needs you may have, and then keep keep posted on Pitch Sifter as well as our other programming to really see how um, how small ideas can turn into really cool movements that are helping professionals and entrepreneurs in cities like Chattanooga start their own careers. Thanks to Stratton. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I want to pivot and introduce you to um, to a musician who's really turned her art into a career and is is really infusing that into various areas in the community. We're going to talk to Heather Holt, otherwise known as Heatherly. From Chattanooga. So without further ado, I introduce you to Heatherly. Hey Heather. How hey, you doing? how's it going? It's going very well. I wanted to talk to Heather because she's one of one of the people who's really kind of built her career in multiple ways. From entrepreneurial ventures through education to um, really beginning to place herself in the production circuit here in Chattanooga, and then last but certainly not least, creating a name for herself through her through her own art, through her uh, musical works. And she's, uh, she's bringing a folk sound to what Chattanooga's having to offer, but that's kind of the, the, um, just one piece of what she's doing entirely. So I want to kind of give you a story about Heather, and I'll let her introduce herself, and then we'll go from there. Awesome. So Heather, who are you? Well, I am just a little old girl who moved here from Atlanta, Georgia, like 11 years ago. Wow. Yeah. What moved you here? 
I followed a guy and we broke up soon after and I stayed because I was a teacher. So I stayed to the end of the year. And by the time the end of the year came, I just loved it so much. So I stuck around. Got it. And I focused on teaching and becoming the best teacher I could be for many years. And then, you know, I started to branch off a little bit and... I guess I wasn't bored with teaching because you never really get bored with teaching, but you do start um, wanting to find ways to, I don't know, do different things. Educate people differently? Educate people differently and just like do more things in the city, I guess. Cool. I just always had that, I don't know, thing in the back of my head that said, I, I, I still have it. Yeah. What else can we do? <laughs> right, of course. And I think that's that's important because I think when you look and just kind of fill our audience in and who you are as well, seriously musical background, and I'd love to talk a little bit about your own education, but since coming to Chattanooga, you've uh, started a sports league. Mm-hmm. You've started a podcast. Mm-hmm. You work with um, some very important people in town, and you've started your own brand. Mm-hmm. And you're now a musician. Mm-hmm. And you're doing all these things and juggling all these balls. All at once. All at once. And how's that going? Uh, so far, it's going. I I'm able to keep all the plates spinning in the air. Good. <laughs> you know. Yeah. One may come crashing down eventually, but hey, <laughs> ride it out till it dies. <laughs> yeah, it, that's the plan. Um, you know, different weeks. I I there's a more of a focus on different areas, sure. of course. So that's kind of been how I've managed to keep everything going. Is you know, some weeks I have to put certain things completely out of my head. Uh-huh. And just full focus go on an area. But um, I think that all of the things that I am doing are kind of supporting and giving momentum to all of the other things. So it's really hard to put any of the one things down at the moment. Good. But I, I think that when you are in the business of any kind of promotion, it in turn helps any other kind of business of promotion that you do. Certainly. But. Especially when you're a key figure in like the brand or the experience yeah. as you are, you know? Yeah, totally. So let's talk about where that all began. You're, you're, a, you're a musician by education. Mm-hmm. So I went to the University of Georgia yep. for percussion. Awesome. And I, I mean, music was my life. Yeah. Like, that's all I did uh-huh. all the time. Got it. All different kinds of music. I did, you know, traveling drum corps, and I did indoor drum line, and I did, you know, all of the all of the things. And then when I started teaching, it's like the whole performance part of my life just left immediately. And at first, I was, like, so exhausted teaching that that was okay. But then, you know... It, you just start to miss it. So I started, you know, getting in the open mic circuit here in town. And I was cool with that for a few years. And, you know, then it just, you start to get better and better and better. And yeah. then more people start to be like, ooh, I like that. And then <laughs> I got my first gig. And then it was like, okay, let's go all the way, right. you know. And then I, I got another gig. Uh-huh. Um to open for Muddy Magnolias at the Revelry Room. And then it was like, go time. It was like, all right, I need merch. I need a website. I need <laughs> all of the things. Yeah. And so that's really what kind of put like 
a lot of the fuel in the tank to get all that going. And then once it was rolling, it's just keeping it rolling and keep like maintaining it almost. Yeah. Um, and I think all of that got going pretty quickly because of the kickball league. Good. And because of all the connections I made because of that. Got it. So, so, so let's, let's boil that down. You turn your education and percussion into yourself becoming a teacher. Mm-hmm. Were you teaching music education? Mm-hmm. Yes, great. and I was teaching, you know, in the county, Hamilton County. Yeah. So, um, just like what you would imagine, I guess. Certainly. Yeah. And then, um, how did this league come about? So and give I, us a little bit more about this league. Uh, yeah, it's so it's important. an adult drinking kickball league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's Go Kickball, and it's based in Atlanta, uh-huh. and they have different markets all around the U.S., and so it's basically kind of like a franchise kind of deal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I go on a ski trip every year with Go Kickball, and I played Go Kickball in Atlanta. And so after this ski trip with Go Kickball League, and it's mainly at that time it was mainly like the Birmingham people that go on this ski trip. Um, I call, I contacted Go Kickball Atlanta and I'm like, you need to start a league here in Chattanooga. Yeah, got it. Because CSL wasn't around then, so it Chattanooga needed it, and they're like, well, you're gonna do it, and I was like, me. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I contemplated it. I I did a lot of research, and like they made me do a bunch of things on like, you know different areas in Chattanooga and um, clientele and like what, where would be good to hold a kickball league and all of the things. And I know I, I asked some friends like, should I do this? And so I just did it. And when I decided to do it, I just went all in. And Mm. I mean, I passed out flyers. I hung door hangers. I talked to anyone that I could talk to. It literally became like my whole life. Got it. So you built a league. Yeah. And, and I had 16 teams in the first season. Wow. Which is crazy. And how many years ago was that? What? How many years ago was that? Uh, that was five years ago. Wow. And so now my field capacity is anywhere from like 18 to 22 teams. Wow. And I usually am full every season. That's great. So. And you're still managing this. Yeah. Awesome. I still run everything. Cool. Which is I, I love it because, you know, people come out and they come out to have fun. Yeah. And they come out to have a good time. Yeah. And to relax. Yeah. And I try to keep it not so competitive. It's kickball. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be some, like, super overly competitive sports league that's, like, just, you know, tension all the time. And so it's – I meet a lot of people that way. And, I mean, you meet all kinds of different people. Sure. You know, because it's not just athletic huge, people. Kickball is a huge audience. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it, you do. Yeah. And so I really think that, like, that's kind of, like, what got my in for music. But, I mean, I guess I didn't really think about that in the moment. But mm-hmm. looking back now, I think that they go hand in hand. And just, like, the podcast and my music kind of started at the same time. Got it. And I think they both gave leverage to each other. Sure. So what did you, what would you say are kind of those key learnings or experiences that you had in getting Go Kickball Chattanooga off the ground that you helped parlay into your own podcast and music career? So with the Kickball League, I had to like dive into the Facebook marketing world. Okay. 
like head on. Got it. And I feel like that was, it was a time when the Facebook marketing was just starting out. Yeah, it was like 2015. Yeah. yeah and you, um, well, even before that, yeah, right, like right. even before you could sponsor a post, right. like Good. I was using like any kind of way I could. And uh-huh. it, it, I, if you did it the right way, it really worked back then. Certainly. But then marketing and Facebook, people didn't really see it like that. It was right. just like, what's going on? Yeah. This is going on. Right. That looks cool. Right. So I think that it, I Facebook really helped me Good. and go kickball, get started. So just the promoting aspect, I guess. Cool. And learning how to not be so sensitive to rejection in the you know? real world yeah got it like when i would be at every bar that i could imagine talking to anyone i could find mm-hmm. and passing out flyers some people would like look at me like i was crazy <laughs> or just like say not very nice things because you know bars and drinking go hand in hand and mm-hmm. some people just like to be mean but like some i just people may have had terrible experiences as children playing yeah kickball. yeah those are all the people M- that picked last must uh, must yes. must be the case because <laughs> some people but yeah, some people didn't like it that I wanted to come up and talk to them. So, but most people were really cool about it and it really made it okay when the people that weren't cool about it, I I guess I just learned to brush it off my shoulder because like the, I didn't need to worry about those people anyways. Yeah. Cause that's not who I wanted in my league. Sure. You know? So it was like, all right, moving on to the next one. Yeah. It was all like a, talk to as many people as I can. Right. You know? Yeah. And eventually enough people will know about this league. hundred percent. Cause it's a kickball league and it's right. fun. Yeah, of course. So it, that kind of sells itself. That's important. I think learning to not worry about those that you'll never win over. Yeah. I mean, in life. it's, it's, it's a hard thing. Yeah. And so I was, gosh, I guess I don't want to talk about age too much, but I was 26, 27 mm-hmm. and, you know, you think you're grown. I wasn't. And I was way more sensitive than like, yeah, mm-hmm. than I am now, especially. But mm-hmm. like, I'm still super sensitive. But in that sense of yeah. like people I don't know right. that I came across that didn't understand like what where I was coming from or what, you know. Good stuff. So so you learned Facebook marketing. You you got a little calloused and, and stronger. Mm-hmm. And then you started this open mic circuit and a focus on the podcast. Yeah. So <clears throat> my friends over at underground yeah. had just gotten going and they needed content and, you know, they were asking anyone they could, can you develop some content mm-hmm. for underground? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, what could I do? <laughs> and I was big in the open mic scene. Yeah. So I was like, I could do a podcast about music, right. you know, and I kind of got some naysayer there, like, uh, you won't really do it. <laughs> and I guess that put the fire under me and I did it. And now it's like 63, four episodes later, Huge. I've released an episode every week for 63 weeks and I took the month off of December to do the holiday sessions. Right. Um, but, you know, 
I kind of started the podcast around the same time as I started taking Heatherly music serious, Mm -hmm. more seriously than I was before, for sure. And I honestly think that everything that I was learning from these conversations with really awesome musicians Mm -hmm. was like benefiting like my music and everything I was doing. And I didn't realize it at first. I didn't realize they would go hand in hand. I, but like looking back now, they totally, they totally did. Mm -hmm. I think that's a valuable experience in you providing an open forum to educate yourself and other musicians Mm -hmm. through a podcast. But it's a very informal living room type of podcast. I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it's very chill. And I think that I, as a host, have a way of like making people feel comfortable and not feel like an interview setting, but more just like people hanging out. Just having a combo. Because like I'm Heather and that's just... It just happens naturally that way. You know, there's not much formal to me at all. That's, that's a good thing. Very cool. So so the podcast is called Open Mic Spotlight. Open Mic Spotlight. Where can we find it? What? Where can we find it? Oh, openmicspotlight.com. And if you have an iPhone, you can go to your podcast app. And if you have a Droid, you can go to Google Play or it. Any of the podcast apps they have out there now. There's a ton of them. So you're 63 episodes in. Yeah, I have some interviews later today for the podcast. And I'm excited about some of the people that I have um, coming up in the near future. Can you share who we're going to look forward to? Um, So Christy Graves runs the Chattanooga House Shows. And she and I have been working together she's so great and so supportive of so many things in the community Mm -hmm. including the podcast and i'm so grateful for her um but she is having kishibashi nice come to town yes i've heard and so did you get to see him when he was in nightfall here no i didn't fantastic it was incredible but uh it's in the works for him for him to be on the podcast that's gonna be incredible stellar wow that's huge I think I'm about to have some repeats for the first time. That would be cool. Just to be like, See how this evolution where are you now? So yeah. have you heard of Drakeford? Mm-hmm. So I had them on one of the very first shows. Wow. And then that was when they like they had just gone full-time that week. Uh-huh. They quit their jobs to do music <laughs> full-time that week. Awesome. And since then, they've blown up. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to do like a recap. Like... What are you doing now? Yeah. How has it been going since you've been full time? It's crazy as mm-hmm. a musician to take that leap. Yeah. So from the podcast, learning, discussing with musicians, and really beginning to apply this to your own career, how did Heatherly then come about? How did you begin to pivot that into what so, you're doing now? You know, they both started at about the same time. And honestly, I think that just in a promotion aspect, I really don't combine the two. I don't talk about Open Mic Spotlight on Heatherly stuff. I don't talk about Heatherly and Open Mic Spotlight. But, you know, I am Heatherly Holt. Mm-hmm. So it, it's people are going to start to put the two and two together eventually. And I, I do think that, you know, people appreciate what I'm doing with the podcast. So then they take a little bit more of a second to be like oh what is she doing Mm -hmm. and so in a sense that helps me in that way and all 
of the contacts and the people that I meet through having them on the podcast is, I mean, it's everything. And it's in such a positive light, you know, like I'm taking the time to have these people on and to edit and produce the episode and make sure it's done well. And people appreciate that. And they remember like, you know, it just puts positive positive vibes around the word Heatherly, you, you know? Go. So I think that anything that you can do to help people, like that's karma and you, like it helps you. 100%. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Like, so Heatherly, where's Heatherly at today? How, um, how are you feeling about that? What's on the slate for 2018? So I released a video every day, December 1st through 25th. And I was, got a little bit behind, but 25 videos were produced and let out. And I did all the video editing, uh, audio recording and mixing and, and the video editing. And besides some of them, I had a little help. Some people like threw in some mixing yeah. or Tim Caulfield threw in all of it, which awesome. was awesome. Good. And he just, he, that's what he does for a living. So yeah. he was able to just throw it all together. Good. He's amazing. Um, and I collaborated on most of them, which was so much fun mm-hmm. getting to work with all of those people and just spend time with people that like, I wouldn't usually get to spend time with because right. we're adults and who has the time to do stuff if it's not for a purpose. Right. So, um, I, it was a really exhausting, but like beautiful thing. Awesome. And I would probably not do it the same way. I would probably do it in a way where less videos or more help mm-hmm. on the back end of things. But I do think I learned a lot. Yeah. And I had a lot of shows in December, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm in like a pivotal moment kind of place. Sure. Where people want to see something more than just singer-songwriter Heatherly. Okay. You know? So... I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to get my hopes up, okay. but have, I'm not going to have like these expectations of something that can't come to fruition, but I am going to, you know, continue to work hard and uh-huh. see what comes out of it. Very cool. So heatherly.com is your website? Heatherly Music. music. Heather with an L-Y, music.com. And my Facebook page not to be confusing because Heatherly Music was taken, but uh, to get to my Heatherly Music Facebook page, you have to go to facebook.com slash Heatherly, L-E-I-G-H, Holt, and that will take you to Heatherly Music. Or you can find me on Facebook, Heatherly, L-E-I-G-H, Holt, and I pretty much, you know. You are the person. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty good about keeping my site updated about when I'm playing next. And if you follow me on Facebook, you'll definitely know what (laughs) I'm doing next and what's coming up. So I think that this new project is going to be a little, not super hush hush. We're going to like, you know, throw some teasers out there, but I think it's going to be a, you, there won't be like a full thing. Like we're not going to release the song until it's all done. Good. Not all done, but like a show's worth, you know? That's great. So it's exciting. It is. I think that if anything, the the holiday sessions showed me like what I'm capable of doing. Mm-hmm. You rapped. Oh, I, I rapped. Yeah. I did. Yes. I did so many things with those sessions that I was like, <laughs> and that, that rap is see grimy, see grimy made me do it. <laughs> like, and it turned out okay. Yeah, it turned out great. I mean, <laughs> I was rapping. Yeah. Okay. 
So you, you're gonna you're gonna play two songs for us, mm-hmm. and I love to talk about those. The first is called "Riffing Off of Our Conversation," Southern White Girl, mm-hmm. and let's dive into that a little bit because I think we talked a little bit about this. That came out over a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. And it was at a time when things were kind of questionable, concerning, yeah. uncomfortable. A lot of shootings were going on. Yeah, it was it was over a year ago, actually. Mm-hmm. It was just a really negative time, like, and it just stirred a lot of, like, emotions in me because it just was a lot of hate uh-huh. going on yeah. from people who didn't even know each other just right. based on, you know, the color of their skin mm-hmm. or whatever. Or, like, the what they knew from past experiences, you know, mm-hmm. when all of, like, the... Cops were doing the shootings. It was like we had gone back in time a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know. But it was also like this has been going on and now we just have like the internet to let everybody know about it. Right. To make it, make people aware. Right. And so got my attention. Yeah. And so I just wrote this song. It's kind of my perspective of growing up of being white and female and living in the South. And I've always had a hard time with racism and being around it because I am so sensitive. And this song is just, you know, I don't think I can ever speak in a sense of like what me knowing what someone going through racism is going through. But I can speak from like, how it affects me and that's just like me being on the outside of it Mm -hmm. so i can't even imagine like Mm -hmm. being on the inside of it of course you know yeah but that's just what this song is i wish it was more of a happy one but it's not (laughs) i think it obviously it calls to attention that regardless of where you may be on the spectrum something can be done something should be done yes and it's it's not just about racism but about so many things, just negativity and hate and all stemming from not understanding the other side and a lack of empathy for where someone else is coming from. The next song, A Waltz for You, a bit more personal. Mm -hmm. Let's walk through that. What's that about? So as are all of my Heatherly songs, (laughs) they are from the heart and from personal experience. And this one was just about a one-sided relationship, which I think we've all experienced, and, you know, those just don't last. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, whatever reason it may be one-sided, it sucks Mm -hmm. to be on the side Mm -hmm. that's doing all the giving. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just, you know, pretty simple in in those terms, but, yeah. Right on. So we'll hear a waltz for you first, and then we'll go right into a southern girl, southern white girl. Southern white girl. Southern white girl. <laughs> and it's so funny. I'll play that in bars. Yeah. I will, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to play my next song. Which yeah. is like, uh, you know, And they're like, um, southern white girl. And then I get a bunch of cheers. I'm like, yeah, it's not a happy not one. <laughs> <laughs> I get them. Yeah. But it gets it. them listening. Of course. The title. Good marketing. Catching. Boom. I didn't even think about it at the time, but right there you go. Hey, it works. It's instinctive. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, Heather, thank you for spending some time with yeah. us. If you want to find Heather, go to Heather Lee, Heather with an L Y music.com and listen to her podcast, openmicspotlight.com as well. Thanks a lot, Heather. Thank you. And that's Made in Chattanooga. We'll talk to you next time.
Dream that 